Experience the most delicious, entertaining, and bizarre parts of life in the big city with New York Magazine's collection of podcasts, available exclusively from Panoply. Tune into the Grub Street podcast for restaurant trends that'll soon be sweeping the country. Catch exclusive interviews with the stars of your favorite TV shows with the Vulture TV podcast. And check out Sex Lives for intimate discussions of sex in the real city. It's like taking a trip to New York from the comfort of your earbuds. The following podcast contains explicit language. Hello and welcome to Sex Lives, the New York Magazine sex podcast. I'm David Wallace-Wells, and here today, as always, is Allison Davis of The Cut. Hey, Allison. Hey, David. This week we are suffering without Maureen, who's literally in Stad, which is, I think, how you pronounce that, in Switzerland. But thankfully, we have with us Corinne Fisher and Christina Hutchinson, the co-hosts of Guys We Fucked, a sex podcast we are painfully envious of. Um... Thanks. Thanks so much for coming on, guys. Thanks for having us. This feels like two giant fish climbing into our kitty pool filled with lube, so we're very excited about it. Um, what? Did you read that <laughs> I, know, I, I know my favorite thing is that you you're that reading last this. I, I, yeah, I was reading it. No, um, but it's, it makes it that much more delightful. Because if you just said lube, lube to me, I'd be like, that's crude and inappropriate right. we just met. But you're reading it, so it makes it seem refined. Charming. Classy. Um, before we get started, we wanted to remind you about the Sex Lives voice mailbox. Call us at 646-494-3590. And really call us about anything. We've been throwing out questions at the end of episodes, but we're eager to hear from you whatever you want to talk about. This week, later on, you will hear from this guy. Let's have some squeaky monkey. Before we get to that, Allison, you had a piece on the cut recently about how people are using Airbnb as a hookup app. Before we make fun of that, can you explain how it works? (laughs) I don't even know if I want to make fun of it because it's been... um, So people will basically book an Airbnb, but they're doing... Uh, the share is where you're booking just a room in someone's apartment versus their entire apartment. And either like the host will realize the person that is staying with them is super hot or the, the guests will realize their host is super hot and will then like orchestrate a sexual experience for the time that they're in, in their guest share. A sexual experience. Yes, I want a sexual That experience. sounds like they're getting blindfolded <laughs> and led into another. This is sounds like a, well, the fairs of Bruta So you want like top of the line. Right, you right. Know? You want like hotel sex. Um, but then I was thinking like can you can you do this really methodically? Like when you're booking your Airbnb, can you look at the host photos and decide like I'm only going to stay here if it's in Williamsburg, but also is like owned <laughs> by a really banging hot guy, bearded you know, dude, hot yeah. man, <laughs> man bun guy. So um, when Shout I was out. looking for um, places when I was on vacation recently, I definitely did try and find hot hosts. And what, what happened? I ended up staying like an entire apartment because it was so cheap and I think I just preferred that. But like I could have really cleaned up in Stockholm. Oh my so God. So many wow. like, Viking men that are hosting Ooh. in their beautiful rustic apartments that like I think I could have made work. This so I've never tip. done v- I've ne- never done Airbnb. Is there like a long email back and forth where you can get like some heat going with a host? You can. You- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that heat going. <laughs> if you want, like, it's almost like as much communication as you want. But if you want to exchange a lot of messages, you definitely can. Your hosts are generally like, ask me any questions you want to. I can give you recommendations. And I think from there, you can really 
you know, take it where you want to. Wow. Well, being in somebody's home is such an intimate thing anyway. Right. And then sleeping in it, it's like, well, we're here. Yeah, but then you're also taking a shit in it and stuff. I wouldn't necessarily (laughs) want to stay with anyone hot because then I would feel like I couldn't relax or like be myself because I'm a gross person. Right. You know? That just kind of ruined it for me. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm here for. That's kind of my, what I do. So Taking shits. They also must be like super popular like to set up porn shoots and orgies and that kind of thing. Oh, if you're doing the whole apartment. Yeah. There actually have been a few. I mean, like, you're not allowed to by any stretch of the imagination, but you you can lie. I read an and article it, about one of the guys who held an orgy in New York City. Yes, right, yes, And all yes, the yes. stuff was broken. And then I read the article. My my only reaction to that was, that's a great idea. Right? Yeah. Like, you don't have to Good clean up. call. <laughs> yeah, that's a idea. And then I think in, in L.A. or, like, the L.A. area in the Valley, people's um, homes on Airbnb get used for porn shoots all the time without yeah. them knowing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, then, you know, they find out one way or another. So, yeah, I'm just right. sort of curious, like where those mansions come from, like where those empty mansions. Right. Yeah. They're all on Airbnb. Well, anyway, I vote uh, Airbnb as Airbnb is like the best hey. of the future. Well, you also point out that the logo is like uh, it looks like a vagina. Like the it like does the triangle. Well, yeah. maybe that's what the, that was the whole point all along. And you're it. just the first person to really see what they meant. There's a it? penis that's or a, a vagina good, yeah. in yeah. pretty much everything. <laughs> I make it. Or, our audience can't see me making the very perfect logo. Yeah, that's really hands. amazing. I basically I think I'm looking into a vagina right now. <laughs> so we've been talking about people using Airbnb as a hookup app. Coming up next, we're going to keep talking with Corinne and Christina about their podcast, Guys We Fucked. So I don't know, maybe the best way to start is for you guys to just tell us like your origin story, how you guys met, how you got <laughs> going into... Story. My mom to my dad's <laughs> I know, I was going to say. With that look, you know. My parents were like, this is not going to find anyone better. Let's do this. I'll settle, yeah. Time is sticking. Uh, we met when I was an intern my sophomore year of college. Uh, I interned for a company called Lehman Entertainment. A Shout out. Management ter- yeah, management company. And Corinne was working there as well. Was working there. I was the intern. And that's how I'm we older. met. And were you both already trying to do stand-up? I I was a sophomore when I met her, and I, the first time I ever did stand-up was the summer right after I graduated college in 2010. Yeah, I was doing UCB at the time, but I hadn't done stand-up yet, and I started in December 2010. Did you know, like, both of you from the start that the comedy you wanted to do would be about sex and women stuff? No, fuck no. No, no, not at all. I, we, when you start out, it's just like, okay, what's funny? What do I think? What do I think is funny comes along a little later because that's something you have to learn and really, uh, really go for uh, and focus on. But I, we just wanted to be funny. I think first is what's sad, what's bothering you, and then how can you <laughs> relieve that for, that stress and sadness in your life by making it funny? That's mm-hmm. true. That's I'm I'm did. one of the few comedians that I've ever met that's like a genuinely very happy giddy person okay. possibly the only one i would say <laughs> yeah yeah ah, jimmy fail is happy oh. um but is yeah he? <laughs> so i just talk about how happy i am and, and i com- try and make it funny were the comedians that you guys bonded over who you both liked who you were like um uh, i think we have a similar ish sense i mean my favorite comedian is dave attell my favorite stand-up oh man uh maria bamford is one of my favorites but you know, like bill burr attell rogan doug stanhope sarah silverman do you and guys like amy schumer how do you feel I, about oh, yes. she's she, speaking of films uh corinne yes had a student film in her college and the lead was played by miss amy schumer what before i i discovered amy schumer you heard it here guys oh yes, she did <laughs> and then we everything. went to see the second taping of inside amy schumer uh at joe's pub her stand-up portion and we got sat in the front row and amy count comes out and the first thing she says is 
oh my god, Corinne, hey girl, what's up? And I was like, <laughs> are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. This is so cool. It made us look real good. Real I was like, good. Amy, wow. you really, thank you for doing that. <laughs> I was that like, was unnecessary. You're so cool. The story sounds a lot better when you tell it because then it just makes us look awesome instead yeah. of me being like, I know Amy Schumer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys see yourself in that vein, like to, as sort of hybrid comedian, advocate, yeah. activist types? Or what do you, yeah. Honestly, more comedian. I think what happened was we took our style of, Corinne and I had been working together as a comedy duo for five years before we even started the podcast. So we have a vibe between us. We can finish each other's sentences. So when we decided to take on the podcast, we just brought our that brutal honesty that we've always had to these topics. And then from that emerged this, like it got way bigger than we thought it would. Yeah. The rhythm of it is really amazing. Like you guys sound like you've been working together and talking since like the womb well that's the key people are like oh man how are you guys like how like like, i want to do a podcast how do you like do that i'm just like well i mean spend five years with a person yeah and see them like three to five days a week i know i see her more than any other person in my life i live with my boyfriend yeah Yeah, we're not doing that (laughs) we do a little like i amming every so often that's good that's something send some bitmojis back and forth um And what's like, how'd you come up with a name for the podcast when you decided to launch it? That seems like a huge part of the story. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, because I mean, the concept, the original base base concept at the the root was uh, to go back and kind of high fidelity style interview men we've had sex with or relationships with and kind of figure out more about ourselves through interviews with people who know us most intimately. And so what better thing to call it than guys we fucked because we're going to be talking to guys we fucked. Corinne texts me (laughs) and she's like, hey, we sh- you want to do a podcast where you interview all the guys we've ever fucked and we just call it guys we fucked? And I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so I simple. do. That's amazing. Because it's like, especially a lot of people who, that talk about sex and just historically any, any like sexual, sexually themed podcast or TV show or anything is kind of tends to be stale. Right. And it's it, it, we really like stripping the bullshit from topics and that's the name is the most blatant way to communicate what the podcast is about and then also a lot of people i feel like they talk about sex if they do to everybody except the person they're actually having sex with so and including me i was one of those people that i would talk to my girlfriends about it but never to the guy and so talking face to face with the guys that have been inside you it's really an interesting little experiment has it changed the way you talk to guys who are like still inside of you occasionally or is it just with exes? Well, I have a, I've had a boyfriend for almost five years now so uh are you more open talking with him about yes sex? yeah actually so much more open we've had a th- we had our uh, three-way race uh not recently a couple months ago um and that was because I had this cuckolding fantasy that I never really had the guts to admit to any boyfriend because I've always kind of had that of, that would be great to see you fuck somebody <laughs> and so into doing the podcast probably like a year and a half, two years, uh, a year and a half in, uh, I finally told him, I was like, I would love to see you have sex with another girl. Like, have Wait, a is that cuckolding style. or is it cuckolding only when it's the man? Well, it's cuckweening when it's... Yeah, but uh-huh. we decided like, that word uh, is dumb, yeah, so we just are saying cuckolding. Queen. You gotta it. say queen because it's a woman. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. sounds like a sound sounds, a bird would exactly. make. Like and we don't like it. It's yeah. dumb. And also, it's kind of like, it's like when they, I think I said it's like when they came out with the pink talk boy, you know, uh, like the Home Alone. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I don't want the pink talk boy. Kevin I want the one Kevin McAllister talk boy. Plaza Hotel. You don't have to pink that I can still use it. I can use technology even if it's blue. I know that's crazy. And what about you, Corinne? Has this changed the way that you've interacted with men? Uh, yeah, less. 
in one word, just less. You think they've been intimidated by it? Uh, well, I mean, I was intimidating to begin with, uh, so this certainly did not help. Yeah. And then secondly, um, I don't want to sleep with people. I'm kind of grossed out by everyone. I just like to stay in, sit you in You get my in bed. phases, I feel like. I get in phases. Because some people want to bang you cause, to get on the podcast. I don't Canadians. trust people. Some people are upfront yeah, about it, and I'm like, I wanna, just ask. I want to ask more about that. Are people then oh, not just trying to sleep with you so they can get a place on the yes. podcast? Well, and also, too... Uh, because I've pretty much had a boyfriend almost the entire time I've been doing stand up, I never really, I never slept with a comic. Right. And so. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> she has slept with many. And my, so. I like, my pussy could book a show. A great show. A, a really, very a really good, good show. show. Super good show. Three hour long show of good comedians. Uh, but, but uh, I would if I was single and mm-hmm. doing comedy, I definitely would have. But so. The guys that she's had sex with will absolutely do the podcast because it's great press. Every, you know, they right. get a following yeah. afterwards. Instagram and followers, Twitter my, followers. My guys are don't want to be in the public eye, let alone divulge everything about their sex and personal life. So it's a little harder to get my guys on. Well, how do you convince them? What are you saying? Kiss their ass. <laughs> and and it just, just I ease into it. And uh, it's hard for me to explain it and pitch it perfectly because... I've had no's from many, many guys. One it was because he had a wife and a child, and he just felt like it was disrespectful to his wife. And I was like, she could come. I'm not <laughs> in love with you anymore. Like, I have a boyfriend. Like, I just, I why can't we have a conversation? <laughs> he had another wife and child when you fucked him, though. No, 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 oh, no, yeah, no, yeah. no, no. He was, no. No, that um, would be a horse of a different color. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Homie, don't play that. Uh, <laughs> unless you're in an open relationship. But, uh, yeah, and then another one, just the two guy boyfriends I've had who have cheated on me. Uh, that really, oof, that was a bummer of a time in my life. But they don't want to come on because they think that we're just going to, it's like a trap. Right. Which it's not. It's a comedy podcast. And we can talk about these things and laugh. And I think that's healing. And so, but they don't. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, you can listen trying. back. We never trapped anyone. I know. There's so, there, I have five guys that have said no for various reasons among the ones I've that I've listed. I've also had five guys. Sorry, I had to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, Corinne. <laughs> Uh, and uh, I'm still every every so often I'll just say hi. I'll be like, hey, I'll just like touch base. We'll drop in just in case, right. you know, because you can go on us. with a fake name. We don't have to know your exact name, like your identity and your yeah. That, that's not important. It's, it's just the having, relationship that you had with one of us. It's just yeah. the honest conversation that means the most to us. And also that's why the podcast a podcast is the best forum for this kind of thing because. You turn the cameras on somebody or you put them in front of a bunch of people, right. you're not going to be as honest as you would be if you're just uh, at a table like this in a room. But a have lot. you guys learned a lot of shit about yourselves and how you are with men from what they've said to you? Yes. So much. Oh, my God. One guy we had on, my one of my guys, uh, Adam, <laughs> I thought I swore that he dumped me. It was a couple years prior <laughs> when I interviewed him. And I always remembered him as the guy that kind of got away or he just didn't like me and kind of faded off. And, uh, and he was like, no, you totally could have had me. Yeah. Well, yeah. when we when I interviewed him, he's married now to this amazing girl who fit way better. That That's another interesting experience when you see who they're with now and you're like, oh, that works way better. Why was I so hung up on you? Uh, but he was like, no, you dumped me. And I was like, why? Well, I would never dump you. You're beautiful. Yeah. Like, no, you dumped me. I'm like, shit. How the fuck would I do that? That was fun. Have there been other uh, episodes where, like, the revelations or the conversations have just been, like, way too daunting? I was listening to the one, uh, oh, like, boy. Howie about the big, big I was going to say, uh, I was yeah. just like, some. there's two two episodes where people were just total tool, tool bags God, to me. God, such a 
douche. Yeah. Well, I mean, that was... Oh, I, actually, could you explain the Howie episode? I don't think... The Howie episode, it's this uh, musician. Uh, well, number one, I'm going to take the blame on this because I have a very strict no musicians rule <laughs> and I broke it and I fucking paid for it and I deserved it. Um, and I know that's like something like an abuse victim would say, but it's true. If you, I make rules for a reason, I should always stick to them. And so he, he was... Yeah, we were very... That was going on for years. He, we were trying to have sex, and but he, he lives in California and is a traveling musician, so it was hard to get together. Um, we would hook up, but we had never actually had sex. And then we finally had sex, and he acted like he didn't even want to have sex with me. Like yeah, when he came, he came on, the on podcast, like, and I was mm. like, there are text messages there are valentine's day things like there's a lot to prove i was like you you put in a very heavy like two-year acting job uh if you didn't want to have sex with me and i was like when we started this relationship or whatever it was like this podcast didn't even exist so it's not even possible that you could have put in two years of prep to then make you look like an idiot or make yourself look like an idiot yeah yeah Yeah. it was a tough uh, i just feel like if i were a host and then all this came out, I would just have to, like, end the interview. Which, well, the it was so I annoying. Because I'm like, podcast. you're, no, you're this being fake, man. Yeah, it wasn't. I, it didn't bother me. It was just not true. So I was like, why are we even doing this episode? This podcast is about being honest. And you're just not being Like, I didn't, I, like, it didn't make me question, like, oh, maybe he didn't like me. Like, he fucking loved me. <laughs> and he just was lying. And, I mean, he had just gotten engaged. So I think he was saving face a little bit in case his fiance listened. But at the same. I don't get that. But at the same time, it's just like, this is, why, this is like, a, just a story you made up. Right. And why are we even here? This is a waste of everybody's also, you didn't time have to come on. yeah exactly but, I mean, bottom like, line. why and yeah. you're using a fake name you're not famous no one knows who the fuck you are even by your voice <laughs> hey <laughs> fuck you howie i think i struck a nerve i'm sorry because it's <laughs> aggravating like don't come on and like make up stuff right. well you know that's that, I mean, that, that happens in everyday life with either relationships or with friends or something where they act too cool for school when mm-hmm. you finally have a conversation about x y or z and it's so frustrating and for that to happen on the podcast i'm like really dude yeah and of like course, I've everyone's going to take the messages. Yeah, everyone's going to take our side because yeah, there but, are listeners. Yeah, I'm like, your fans are very. Why don't you just be nice loyal. to me and then get some Instagram followers like a real man? Yeah, and don't come <laughs> on and talk, talk to me about my boobs. Like, I don't even remember meeting you. Christina's boobs are a heavy topic of conversation. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, my boobs and her ass my are celebrities. is like, just to look. I'm sorry. No, please. Really Never apologize. They're here. It's okay. um, but, I mean, like, speaking of your, your fans who, in that and the comments of that episode, were really coming out on your side. But you guys have such a huge following. I'm really impressed and jealous <laughs> the number of people that listen to your podcast. What do you think that they're responding to? Like, what is it that draws them in so much, other than just, like, good yarns about... I mean, it's relatable. We live in a narcissistic society, so anything that makes people think about themselves uh, is awesome. And I think (laughs) they like we're like just we're like cool, but just like normal enough. Like we're not Jennifer Aniston, like that. She's not relatable because she's in a penthouse somewhere. Like we're relatable, so people are like, "Oh, that happened to me." Now let me like write you an eight-page email about how this also happened to me, which is cool and fine. And I'm a huge narcissist and a fan of narcissism, and that's why. And I think too, so many people more than and Karen and I realize have so many hangups about sex. Yeah. We've had some hangups, certainly. Um, I think everybody does, but a lot of people, I mean, when you're honest, when you're that honest about your sex life, I feel like people just feel connected with you because it's so refreshing because you don't hear that very often. Like, we wanted to take the conversation that her and I would have in my living room drinking whiskey and bring it to a bigger platform. So I think uh, when you hear that, it's just it strikes a nerve with people and they really relate to it and we get emails every time we do an episode on a dark topic in come the emails from people who've experienced the exact same thing and one 
thing that I the most shocking thing for me to learn through the emails is that a lot of people have been molested or raped. Oh, and have, so many and molestations. So many people who write us about that have never told a soul. We had a couple write us. Uh, we interviewed a comedian whose dad's a pedophile. And I was like, that's really interesting. And no one wants to talk about it. Mm-hmm. I want, we want to talk about it. Yeah. I, I don't know what what is that like. Um, is it hard for you guys to as comedians to do a show that's like as dark as that? No, no I think it's so much easier. It's as comedy comedians. heaven, to be honest, yeah. because dark humor is my favorite kind. Yeah. And, and it's the most healing. And it like when I laugh, when I can make we had like Jessica Kirsten on and said she, she got date rape is my favorite moment in the whole in the every episode we've ever done. And she's explaining it. It was at a frat house. And we go, Jessica, why are you classifying this as date rape? Like, you weren't on a date. And then she paused and she realized that she had been minimizing it. And she started cracking up. And it's just like you don't realize until you hear other people talk about it. But we had a couple email us saying (laughs) after that molestation episode that her boyfriend opened up to her. And he never opened up to anybody about this, that he was molested. And then she was like, dude, I was molested, too. And so she wrote us telling us about this and how they connected over it. And I was like, what the fuck? So many people keep this inside and don't tell a single soul. It's so much weight to carry on your shoulders. Yeah, people just carry on a lot of shame with them all day, every day. And it just takes overhearing somebody being really honest about things that you really don't hear people being honest about to open you up. It's interesting to me, like listening to some of your recent episodes. That, like you, so you guys are huge. You're like huge hits, but you like don't always have sponsors. This is like a little inside baseball question. But is yeah. it like, do you guys feel like advertisers are scared of the stuff that you're talking about, or what's that? Oh, it's not because advertisers don't want us. It's because we don't want them. Yeah, oh. we um, we actually just launched a a fundraiser, a generosity uh fundraiser. Uh, yes, money. today actually. <laughs> Because we would rather ask, like, once a year, ask people to donate. Because I know This American Life does that. And right. I've heard, I listen to a ton of podcasts. And I know that a lot of them advertise and they do this yearly donation thing. So we just signed a contract with a with an ad agency. And then we went through every single possible sponsor. And we we rejected most of them because it's like, this podcast is based on not, no bullshit. I don't want to feed you an ad for some web. It just, if I don't like it or I don't think that it makes sense or I wouldn't use the service why would I feed that to you it doesn't make any sense and being fake about something like makes me want to barf I can't do it well especially because we have a lot of young listeners who don't have a ton of money so if we're going to say this is something that we think is awesome and that if you have some extra money it would be a cool thing to buy then like we want to feel and we want to feel good about saying that like that's why we did our first uh, sponsor was Pop Rageous because they sent us the products we were like this is a good product we would feel comfortable spending X amount of dollars on this product we've worn this product like it makes us feel good it makes us look good and we feel comfortable telling you that it's a good thing to buy like we're just there's just too much crap out there yeah do you, do you feel like your listeners are like younger than you are that you're that they're a no. lot of them are and a lot of them aren't there's yeah. a lot of people there's a we get a lot of emails from like parents or people in their 60s and 70s 60s, 70s yeah one girl in canada found out about the podcast because her nana recommended it yeah. over lunch adorable. yeah i was like shut up that's amazing <laughs> I, but, I did read that you guys had like a like a fairly big teen following or that you have a lot yeah, of teen listeners, we have a lot of teen listeners like, because teens feel uncomfortable asking the real adults in their lives these questions so we're kind of like these like, you're like i'll play adults. and when i was a teenager yeah. the only thing i had was 
friends who didn't know shit. They didn't know anything either. And porn. And that's not a good place to learn about sex. Yeah. Because people are like, oh, my God. Aren't you concerned that 14-year-olds are listening to your podcast? No. I wish I had that I'm concerned that 14-year-olds are going and watching, like, uh, voyeurism porn or whatever the fuck I find on. And and take whatever they're going to take from that but misinterpret. Yeah. It's at least, like, it's at least, like, we're people who are, like, living a real life and we can give you some real life experience. Like, even though it's it's not clinical uh, knowledge, but it's like, okay, these are some things that we did that weren't good, so we don't recommend doing that, you know? And we're careful about it. Like, that's the kind of same thing as the reason as we won't do any alcohol sponsorships. It sort of sounds like you're anti-porn. No, no not definitely not. But I, I will say... Anti-porn for 14-year-olds learning about sex for the first time, 100%. Have, have you ever slept... Are you straight? Yeah. Okay, have you slept with a girl and she <laughs> pulls... I never assume. <laughs> so cute. You ever slept with a girl and she pulls a move and you're like, I know exactly which video you got that one from <laughs> and that doesn't feel good. Like, have you ever done... I've been that girl. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So I think it may be a little more... It happens in the other direction a little more. Oh, the guys? Yeah. 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 Uh, and I've experienced... I've been on both ends of that. Uh, but... I love porn. I watch it a lot. And then you really start educating yourself about what different kinds of porn are out there. And most of the websites, we interviewed my boyfriend's ex-porn star girlfriend, uh, uh, and she was explaining how one main company owns UJIZ, UPorn, Pornhub. Yeah. All, every site is owned by one big company, and they're all catered to the dude. Most of the most of the porn. And that's why I think a lot of women watch. It's common for a lot of straight women to watch lesbian porn because it's like, I want to see a girl actually satisfied. Like, I know you're faking that. And so um, it's it's made me more mindful about the porn I watch, because if I'm watching something, I can I can tell if it's just the girl isn't enjoying it. And that means that. And you're not into it in that case. No, because then I'm like, oh, boo boo. Get off the set. (laughs) Yeah. Are there big subjects that you want to tackle that you haven't been able to yet? You know what? Actually, I just thought of this. I really want to I want to interview a rapist or a pedophile really bad. Oh yeah, we had we definitely we wanted we we have we talked about it for a while wanting to uh, interview the person like the villain in yeah. any sexual situation because it's like no one wants to talk to that person but it's like you need to talk to that person if you want this problem to go away exactly I want to know what was going through your head why you made those decisions mm-hmm. what was your upbringing like what it, that's how we find out more answers I think well thanks for coming on guys thank you thank you this was fun we've been talking to uh, Corinne Fisher and Christina Hutchinson from Guys We Fucked you guys want to stick around and talk about some voicemails absolutely awesome yeah. So on a recent episode, our guest Sophie St. Thomas told us about her experience with temporary post-orgasm hearing loss. And we asked you guys to let us know about other unexpected orgasm after effects. Here's one that sounds kind of great. Okay. So I totally related to the going deaf while you're orgasming thing from last week's show. Though I hadn't really thought about it as going deaf, but when she said under, being underwater, I was like, oh, yeah, that definitely happens to me. But something even weirder that happens is that my sinus is clear. <laughs> so if I have anything like a stuffy nose at all, um, and if I have a really good orgasm, and if I'm on top while having sex, then right before I'm going to come, there's like this like surge that goes through my sinuses and clears all the congestion. And... It's awesome. <laughs> That's all. Bye. I feel like every time we have, like, last week's caller also, like, they're, they're, 
everything sounds awesome. Like having an orgasm at a track, like waiting in line, having an orgasm that clears your sinuses. I'm so jealous of these. People. I think it also doesn't also yeah. make a migraine go away. I heard because I, re- I get really bad migraines, and that was one of the things that I because re- I think it's just such a rele- uh, release of tension. Yeah. So and Did tension it work and for your stress. Migraines? I mean, I didn't do it because when I have a migraine, I can't. I, I don't even know. The thing is, I, I can't even imagine trying to have sex with someone when I have yeah. a migraine. I would punch them in the face. Oh yeah, that's the last thing I want to do. <laughs> yeah, but apparently, if you can get past that. It's like a hair of the dog kind of thing. It's like if you can, when you're really hungover, get past how hungover you are and have a sip of beer, then you're going to feel better. Right. It's just getting there, though. I like thinking of sex as a cure for the common cold. It's nice. Yeah. Cure for everything. Cure for everything. Yeah, great. Not pregnancy. <laughs> we also asked you to um, asked you about your favorite sexual euphemisms. I like the word boinking, as in that was really fun boinking, or let's boink. Shall we boink? Also, squeaky monkey. Let's have some squeaky monkey. Okay. Love what you guys are doing. Bye. <laughs> that man has literally never had sex. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> I feel like you can you can use boink comically in to describe a like a long in the distance encounter, but you would never like come on to someone by proposing like, boinking. Boink. No, it's ridiculous. Yeah, like if a girl walked by, you'd be like, I boinked her. Like, yeah. yeah, I could see that, but not yeah. I don't even. I like. I'm not even sure I could use that correctly i boinked him let's go boinking like it just let's go boinking (laughs) doesn't doesn't feel natural but squeaky monkey uh again i think he made that up i think that's just like him and his friends say that to each other yeah Yeah, you're like seven years old though that's like what you and your friends on the playground say right right right. yeah yeah and you don't actually understand what sex is like it involves a pet right yeah it's like something your parents used to say like we're gonna go hang out with the squeaky monkey (laughs) you know forever the rest of your life you're just screwed when it comes to that term (laughs) poor guy for next week we want to hear um any craziest stories you have about holiday hookups leave them leave us a message at 646-494-3590 and we'll play a couple on the air and that's it for sex lives thanks to our guests corinne fisher and christina hutchinson our producer is sam dingman thanks also to laura mayer and andy bowers at panoply see you next time when maureen will be back with us and thanks for listening mm-hmm.